Great day, great day. This is Tammy White, Joe Lavette, better known as Miss Tammy with the texture of me. I am so excited about the, this episode today. We have Victoria Scott, and she's going to share about her natural hair journey. Oh my gosh, it's so insightful and just delightful. Just tune in and turn on your listening because there's some gems in what she's sharing. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Great day, great day. Welcome, welcome. This is Tammy White Jolivet with The Texture of Me. Thank you for being on the podcast, Victoria Scott. Hello, thank you for having me. (laughs) So awesome. So let's get started. I want you to share about what you're up to. And I'm going to go into sharing about bringing the awareness of hair discrimination and and the psychological and mental impact that it has on African-American females. And I'd like for you to share your um, journey. So before we begin about that, Tell me a little bit about what you do. Well, right now I'm a student. I'm uh, taking my degree for translating and interpretation. Uh, I'm translating from English to Korean. Okay. So right now I'm learning Korean as well as teaching it on the side. Oh, that is so awesome. Love it. I really want to thank you for being on here because I want to let everybody know that she actually is my instructor in teaching me how to learn Korean and I'm learning so much and it's uh, making an impact on how I relate with my mom because uh, mind you, she is Korean, but she's, and she speaks Korean and English and Tori has been um, part of me able to communicate with my mom in Korean because I'm learning so much from her. So I just want to put that in. So thank you. Uh, Victoria for your contribution in that. Thank you for allowing me to teach you. It's been a great experience. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get down to really talking about uh, while we're on the call. I want to really get your view on what does hair discrimination mean to you? Well, uh, first, I think that hair discrimination means that uh, people treating you different because of your hairstyle or hair texture. And um, I mean, discrimination really doesn't come from only outside sources. I think you can discriminate against your own self because you're here. So I think it's something like that. Yeah, that's the thing that I really want to help us to really focus on is the discrimination that we have on ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, just to let us know, what texture of uh, curls do you have? What curl pattern do you have? I would say I'm about 4B, 4B, 4C, actually just 4B. 4B, okay, awesome, awesome. So, you know, how has that been for you with, you know, you know, have you always had your hair natural or did you used to wear a relaxer? Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, uh, growing up with my grandmother, I guess I didn't really have a choice. I had relaxers in my hair until I was probably around 
um, middle school. And I flat ironed my hair almost every day, which no heat protector, nothing like that. Uh, you know, hot combs. And it was it was like a whole, like, you know, the experience of many Black women as the, when they're a child, just relaxers and hot combs and everything like that. Gotcha. So what had you decide to start wearing your natural hair? Uh, I think it was around the, you know, the ha- the natural hair movement. I was just scouring YouTube and I ran across some natural hair videos. And back then it was the um, the curly girl method that was getting popular. So I tried that, you know, no cones. Uh, what else was it? Yeah, pre-pooing and everything like that. And so I tried that mm-hmm. and... Um, I basically just went natural and tried my best. So, um, and how was your journey with doing that? You know, it was, it was really tried your best. Yeah. Yeah. My hair was kind of dry most times. I just didn't know how to style it. I think that was the biggest issue is even with, you know, a different washing process or anything like that. I just didn't know how to style it. I would uh, wash my hair, put some uh, leave-in conditioner in it and just let it dry just like that. No, no twist or anything. And I just didn't know any better. Um, So a lot of times it was just very matted and yeah, I wasn't washing it often because I didn't want to deal with that. So yeah. It was it was a lot for me at that time. I was in around mm, getting from middle school to high school. So like in that transition, too, I was also transitioning my hair. Mm. And how was that like for you being in school and deciding to wear your hair naturally? Did you find that people looked at you different, looked at you weird or if they picked on you or anything like that? Um, No, it wasn't like that at all. I because I think it was because I changed school. So it wasn't like I was with the same people. So when I was introduced to um, my new school, they only saw me with my natural hair. And um, I think it was mainly me that I was self-conscious about it because I was used to straight hair and what that looked like on me. And when I changed Mm -hmm. it to this, something that I didn't really know how to do, it was kind of hard to, to find ways to like, look pretty so uh it was mainly something that i had to deal with not really from outside uh people making fun of Mm. my hair Mm. and you bring a great point Mm -hmm. that i really want to acknowledge right like i know that you said pretty but it was really your own personal bias right your own personal hair discrimination right that you were dealing with yeah that you were dealing with Hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, well, like, what did you say? Uh, to yourself? You know, it what was just like I would have like a really cute outfit on, and then I would look at my hair and be like, "This, it just doesn't match." And even if it was a particular, you know, good hair day, it still wasn't something that was my ideal. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, "Well, why was I doing that?" But maybe it was my subconscious being like, "This is what you need." But um, it, it was just really hard to find a way to make my hair look uh, nice to me. Um, it was, right, it right. wasn't really like emotionally taxing. It was just like frustrating, mainly just like, well, 
Mm. And is it going to look good? Y'all said it's supposed to look good by now. And when is that going to happen? <laughs> like, I'm doing what you tell me to do with my hair now, but why is it not looking like that, right? That is exactly. Hilarious. That's the first. Yeah. And then, then, then I'm sure you see all the models of what they say it's supposed to look like natural hair. You're like, when is my hair going to eventually look like that, right? Like, you, yeah. you think like eventually it would look like that? Yeah. yeah, and you know, and also there wasn't a lot of uh, representation for 4B, 4C. So the pictures that I was looking at, my hair was never going to look like that. So even just sure. you know, within the natural hair community, I I was still trying to find the way that my hair was supposed to look for my type of hair. You know, right, right. That had to be something to deal with. You know, just expecting it to look a certain way and waiting one day for it to get that. And, you know, so I could, mm-hmm. yeah, I could hear that. Yeah, how impactful that really could have been for you. And so, you know, what I hear that you're really sharing is more about the hair, discriminant, hair discrimination within yourself. So, now that you are wearing it natural, and how long have you been natural, wearing your hair natural? For maybe like eight or eight or nine years so far. Eight or nine years? Mm-hmm. Since the beginning of high school oh, until cool. now. Wow. So, you know, tell me about the journey. Here you are waiting until one day it happened. What what happened to, you know, have you evolved or like how are you enjoying your hair now? Uh if I'm gonna be honest, I just turned twenty-two. Maybe at the beginning of twenty twenty did I just find out how to actually do my hair myself. I'm honestly still on my natural hair journey and um it's still mm-hmm. happening. I'm not at this place where it's like, oh, I know everything to do with my hair. I I can put it in a style and that looks good to me now. I'm at that place where I can actually style mm-hmm. it myself and uh, make it look good to my eyes. But um, I would say mm. all through high school, it was just looking not good to me. And also, I think mm-hmm. you remember this. I was in um, swimming and my I would have chlorine in my hair every day and I was too lazy to wash it out. So it was just breaking off and it was looking it was looking away so yeah that was that was something to uh to get over and yeah I'm just still learning yeah and you know and you bring a great point to that Victoria when you know um you know as a hairstylist myself over 20 something years in natural hairstyles I have to say people think it's just a one-stop shop right like natural hair is a journey you know where we go through different phases with it. We're learning more about it and, you know, what's the best product. First, identifying what curl pattern and then the porosity and then what's the best product because everything's not cookie cutter, right? Agreed. Yeah. And so, yeah, you bring that point that it's, it's a continuation of a journey. But, you know, wouldn't you agree that the discovery is rich, like you're enjoying discovery of your hair? Mm-hmm. It's really, mm. it's really something new and fun to do. I, I'm actually having fun with my hair, which is something I couldn't say before now. 
Like now that I know how mm. to do the basics of styling, I just learned how to do a wash and go, which is what I mean by styling. Um, now right. that I know how to do that basic thing, I'm like, okay, now what else could I do? Like this is mm. this is getting fun now, you know? Yeah, and the exploration of it, you know, it is fun and the journey is rewarding for sure. I can hear that in your voice. And so do you feel like there's benefits somewhere in your hair naturally? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's uh, to me, it's the best way to wear my hair for me. Like, there's so many benefits just not having to worry about, you know, the weather. That was this, is the humidity in Houston going to wear out my flat iron or whatever? Or, you know, um, I think there's, let's see. So if I make a list, the first thing for me that is the best for wearing my hair natural is just how different I can make my hair look every single day if I wanted to. There's so much diversity and mm. the styles that I could do to my hair. And uh, it's healthier now. I can actually look at the ends of my hair and uh, be happy with them. And it's just overall like mm. much healthier for my hair. And it's it's a bit more work, but I would say it's rewarding too to be able to do my own hair the, in its natural style. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny as I do these podcasts, and I think it's really about sharing about the journey what people have with their hair and just the psychological and mental challenges that African American females deal with wearing their hair naturally. Well, actually, it's just the hair discrimination, right? All of right. that, you know, the discrimination. And the mental point, and and I hear you sharing, and I'm just really moved and inspired by that because it's like I could totally relate to that. You know, my journey as well is just taking on for me to wear my hair natural, and I never would have thought I would enjoy it so much. You know, you know, I don't know if you like me, but you were like, "Oh, that curl look good." Oh, I like that curl. You know, it's like yeah, like compare the different curl patterns, right? Yes, it is so awesome. It is. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I, I, I will have the same conversation with people like, do you compare your curls? You'd be like, oh, that one looks good. Oh, what about that one? You know? And to this day, people tell me they do that. And it's, it's funny because that's the uniqueness of who we are. You know, all these different curl patterns in our hair, all these different textures and the uniqueness of who we are. That's what I really, you know, that's what happened to start up the texture of me. What is your texture? And it's not about your hair. It's about who you are as an individual, your uniqueness, you know? And identifying that with our hair, that's just that's just a, a piece of it. But it makes a significant difference on how we're impacted in our lives just by our hair. So, you know, yeah, I really want to thank you so much that, you know, you're expressing that because that is a big deal, you know, and, and, and the more I have these podcasts and I talk to women, you know, females about it, it's just, it's just, I'm just amazed and really moved by the journey and the discovery each female has about their hair. So thank you so much for sharing that. It's been great. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, like you said, you was going through you just this continuous journey, trying different things out, you know, being able to style it different. Would you say that you've also built a different level of confidence in yourself? Because, you know, that's one thing of having confidence. 
But having that hair confidence, that's just a whole nother level of confidence. Do you feel like you have that now? Yeah, actually, I've, <laughs> it's, it's actually fairly new for me, this confidence that I have in my hair. Um, it's, I actually wasn't aware that my hair could, you know, that I could compare the different types of curls in my hair before. I thought it was just, you know, just an Afro, but now that I can do that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, oh my gosh, I look great. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, there's this newfound confidence once you understand and you know learn about your hair and the things that it can do it really does make you proud of it and it mm. gains like a new type of confidence really yeah and it's funny I say that too you know so thank you for sharing that it's like finding a newfound confidence that you didn't even know you didn't ha like it was missing right yeah yeah, it was missing. Like, Didn't even know it. No, and and I can tell. I totally agree with you when you say like, it's like I remember I used to worry about like when I had events to go to, right? And then I had to mm -hmm. wear my hair. I would wear my hair flat iron or straight or whatever you want to call call it, anything other than curly. And then if it rained, that that would have been like uh, I don't think I'm going. You know what I mean? It, it, I wouldn't go because. <laughs> If my hair was straight, you know. Mm, exactly. So, what about you? Yeah, did, it, it would it, would that be the determining factor if you would go or not? Uh, no, I don't think so. Mainly because I started transitioning my hair when I was in middle school, you know, and well, not even gotcha. middle school. Uh, gotcha. It was actually the summer of going into eighth grade. So. And yeah. since then, I was. So you didn't have to experience that yet. No, nah, no, nah, not really. Um, I think okay. I was just kind of ignorant as to what my hair was supposed to look like. So anything was okay with me. I was like, the back of my head is flat. All right, well, let's go. <laughs> like there was no mm. bar that that was that was set. So anything was really okay, you know. Oh, that's good. What you bring that I realized that. You know, depends on how long you've been natural. If you started off, because nowadays the uh, gener new generation are starting to really embrace their natural hair from the get go. In fact, they don't really know straight hair too much. You know, I've seen little it's kids sweet. where they're having locks. Yeah, right. And they're having their natural hair. And like, it is the most rewarding thing to see because it's like that level of confidence that I know I discovered. And as you said, you discovered, they already will have that. Mm -hmm. there's nothing that will be missing for them you know so this is why the texture of me is so important and to you know help women to identify like hey discrimination is not necessarily outside of you actually it's inside of us and once we discover mm -hmm. that it's there then we can ch make that change right right yeah yeah really really great um i'm trying to think of what else you know as far as what you're sharing you really gave some great points and i, I really thank you for that and just really understanding the process and the journey and just loving on yourself a whole new way right yeah exactly it's a different way of self-care really call it wash days <laughs> yeah yes it is right and you know what i'm noticing that um 
at the salon, I'm actually getting a lot of new clients because they're deciding to go natural and, uh, and they're like, you know, what do I do? And it, and they come in and, and I help them through the process and they're like, wow, you know, and there's a point where I feel like I have to hold their hand and it's not a bad thing, but it's just, you know, really knowing that there is a process to it mm-hmm. and that they're not alone, you know, because wouldn't you say it's better to have somebody help you through the process because it really helps you to learn and, and you feel so I, I don't know you tell me did you feel like it builds a level of confidence or support for you having someone to talk to about your hair yeah it does it makes me feel that you know it helps me know that I'm not alone in my journey and it, this is a normal thing to go through and you know we get the advice off mm-hmm. of, you know the past people who've done the same thing as I have. So it's really nice to have the community or someone to talk to about my hair, you know? Yeah. 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 So what are the resources that you utilize to help you on your natural hair journey? Really just mainly YouTube. I look up someone that has the same hair or anything similar to the hair type that I do. And I just see what they do. And I just go through YouTube and, or for hours just to see what is the what is the product they're using, what's the type of technique they're using, you know, do they dry their hair, do they just mm. leave it wet? Just every single detail is mainly just by YouTubing. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, and the information is out there, and people, um, uh, you know, it's so much information out there. But I think one information that I found that was missing is really. Uh, addressing the psychological and mental challenges that African-American females deal with, with hair discrimination. And I feel like that's the root of, as, yeah, as we address that, then watching, learning, uh, then you're inspired to watch the videos, you know, Mm -hmm. then you're happy about your hair versus, (laughs) you know, disappointed or disempowered. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Yeah, and, and you know, even, yeah, and, and today, even with all that's going on, I still have clients that come in, they still don't know about using the cold water, they still don't know about the satin cap and the pillowcase, I'm like, what? <laughs> so that's why I know that there's still more to do, you know, and um, at the end of the day, it's really about making an impact on African-American females on the impact of the awareness, you know, the awareness is very important and then giving them tools to address these uh, challenges that they experience. And that's why I created the texture of me and the texture of me, the podcast is a platform for people like you that who want to share their journey, because I'm clear that people who listen to this podcast will be inspired by what you shared. Because a lot of times we think we're alone and we're having to do it on our own or no one understands what it's like. And you're here to share that, hey, you know, you've been there. So thank you so much for that. It's been great to be able to have this place to talk about my experiences. It's really eye-opening for myself. Yeah. And then, you know, the another thing that you mentioned too, which we're working on with the texture of me is having some videos where we're doing, providing technical skills for women to know how to, you know, what texture is their hair, you know, what's the best products, you know, if it's the level of porosity, things like that. So that's really, you know, we're a growing company and 
really just about bringing emphasis on addressing the psychological mental challenges and then from there providing coaching for our clients and then last but not least providing technical skills so you know you hit every point on what's important for women dealing with this challenge of wearing their hair naturally so I just really want to thank you for that and I really want to thank you for sharing your journey and just insights that you brought today that were very inspiring Thank you. And you know, what you're doing is very important because even me, I didn't know that my hair was 4B until maybe two or three months ago. I thought I was 4C this whole time and I am not. <laughs> it's very important what you're doing, just the basis of what yeah. our hair is and what it isn't. So what do you think was the key thing that had you just really... I know I'm sure it's a lot of things, but if you would say anything to our listeners right now, what would be, uh, I'll give you say a couple things, because I'm sure you have a lot to share, that going through the journey, they're going through the journey, or they're wondering about going through the journey from a psychological standpoint, what would you, message would you leave with them? Hmm. So I would say it's mainly just once you start understanding your hair and once you start getting to know your hair, having a relationship with your hair, everything really just gets so much easier and it makes you feel so much better about what you have. And, you know, and it just really does. I think the relationship building with your hair is one of the most important things to uh, do when you're first starting off, you know. Mm. relationship building so would you say you talk to your hair or what, what would you say as far as the relationship building give me some key points <laughs> well by what I mean by a relationship building it's mainly like you know just mm. like a relationship you learn about them you learn about what they like and what they don't like and it's the same thing with your hair it's it's basically what you're advertising like I can like telling people or helping them know what it is about their hair, what they need to do and what their hair type, what their texture is and porosity. That is what I mean by, you know, having a relationship with their hair. First, let know what it is and what it isn't and then figure out what exactly your hair wants because even though you might find someone that has you know low porosity and 4c it's still different and your hair still is different mm. than theirs so it's really something to uh, learn first mm. Mm. yeah and i really do like that because you know thank you for sharing that because that is very important and what I love about what you shared is about really learning about your hair, you know, what it likes, you know, the porosity of it, the texture, because what I hear in that is like falling in love with my mm -hmm. hair, you know, because in any relationship, you start learning on what your hair, you know, what they like, what they don't like, what's best for them and da 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 da. And then, you know, you, you just fall in love with that person. Now you get to fall in love with your hair. And I feel like falling in love is like falling in love with yourself, like this new level of self-love and self-confidence that you didn't know was possible. I would agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Victoria, I really appreciate you taking to be on the podcast. 
thank you so much for your time and energy and sharing with our listeners. I'd love for you to come back and give us more information on what you'd like to share. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much about your, um, what you're up to. Where can people find you? Because I know you said you, uh, you know, I take my classes with you, tutoring Korean. If anyone is interested in taking tutoring sessions with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Vic Fash, Vic underscore Fash. That is V I X underscore F A S H. And uh, that's mainly where you can okay. find me. Okay. And is that where they can find you if they're interested in taking some uh, lessons in speaking Korean? Yes, it is. Learning how to speak Korean? Okay, cool, cool. All right. Again, thank you so much for being on the texture with me. I appreciate you. And um, looking forward to getting the feedback of everyone share what you got out of this because this is an awesome podcast. I love what Victoria shared about having a relationship with your hair. How about that? Thank you again, Victoria. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. All righty. Bye-bye. Oh, wow. We had Victoria on today. Victoria Scott, what a contribution she made today sharing about the relationship she has with her hair and the self-discovery that she had about her hair. She shared even more um, later about the the self-discrimination she had about her hair, and I'm looking to share that in a future episode. Anyhow, I want to thank everyone for your listening and hope you got a lot out of what she shared. And I'd love for you to come on this platform and share what it is that you're experiencing. Or so we'll see what ways that you can contribute to the podcast. I just want to thank you for turning in, turning on your listening. And this is Tammy White Jolivet, better known as Tammy, with The Texture of Meat.